because we have such high expectations, we expect that once they go through the hiring process, once my guy finds them and gets them all ready to go, they have to be great because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for great associates where we get good associates. It's now our job to make them great associates. Life experiences that are tangled in leadership. This is the 2120 Podcast. You know, we're just two guys that started a podcast over coffee, talking about some of the things that we learned through leadership and business. And we decided to make a show about it, bringing you the insights and experiences that you can apply in your work and in your relationships. But we're so glad you're here because passing life lessons on is a gift we can all benefit from. Very high expectations. Sure. Can come at a cost. Okay. If I, I definitely agree with that. If um, those that are on your team or in your family are just not strong enough to truly handle all the 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 feedback, the push, the um, you know the you did a great job, but conversations. You know, I think uh, Daniel and I had a really kind of a heated conversation that we haven't really. We got in kind of a, I wouldn't say a pissing match, but like it's a, it, it caused some conflict where, you know, she made a comment and you and I've talked about this. You're so hard on Addie. And I, I, I know I am, but it all comes from a really good spot. Like it's not me trying to be an asshole. It's not me trying to be that dad that like just demands I, you need to be excellent every single day of your life. She's a 14-year-old girl. Like, I, I get that. Um, but I think, you know, sometimes because of the company that I come from where, like, we just want to do things at a very high level that sometimes we don't truly look at the person we're interacting with from the standpoint of, like, they just need to get it. They just need to do the job. And, you know, I'm... The, we, I, I had this conversation yesterday with a, a guy that I work with. I'm the old guy in the room now. I'm 41 years old and I'm getting frustrated because a 17 year old kid acts wacky. Mm. Like I'm looking at it going, no, he's, he's not a culture fit for us. Like this is, this is like, this is, this is not good for us. Grow right up, now. Dude. Yeah. Girl, like, <laughs> and, and like, I don't even th- think of the age at the time. I just look at the person and go like, you're part of our culture. You're part of our team can't act like that. Now he's 17 years old or she's 16 years old cashier. Like they don't have any life experiences yet. It's not my job. Like I can't get frustrated. I can't get frustrated at Addie when she doesn't give me the answer right away. You know, like I have to just breathe a second and go, she's 14 years old. Like she's a great kid. I hear from countless people that say how amazing she is and how, how great of an you know, athlete and all this stuff. And I know she is. I see it. But like, I, I just I, I want more out of her. Um, good or bad, I don't want to push her away. So I have to find a, I have to find a balance between not just being the, the, the powder puff, like everything's warm and fuzzy, like it's, it's okay, or the drill sergeant that's constantly just barking orders at her. I need to find a balance in, in, in between. And I can't be wishy-washy. Like I have to have a stand firm somewhere like right in the middle where I can be um, the guy that adds comfort and the guy that can, can push too, but kind of right in the middle. And I think, you know, we talked about, you know, the dad 
screaming from the sidelines, you failed, like you suck. Like that's the, 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 the far right that I don't want to ever go to. Um, you know, the far left is not saying anything, you know, like good or bad. It's just like, Hey, thanks. Like you did it okay today. And you made a comment earlier. Like when we tell our, our kids, Hey, you did an awesome job, like five goals today. That is so great. We're teaching them. You need to score five goals in order to be great. Well, yeah, that was um, taught to me this past weekend to say, be careful about saying, I'm so proud of you because of an accomplishment. That's, and I've done that. I I probably still do that. Um, It was very eye-opening, and that's why it was so important to hear, was that if you bring home the report card with all the A's on it, I am so proud of you for, for this. I mean, I think that's a feel good. It seems like the right thing. Sure. Uh, I'm so proud of you. The way you played on the field today, you scored those goals. You did this. And the speaker was saying, be very careful, be very, very careful because what you're actually doing is you're, you're teaching them that you are proud of them when they do well. But are you proud of them when they don't do well too? Do you still love them? Right. So be very careful in that situation um, when it's your 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 kids or your grandkids um, that you don't that you don't put them into a spot where their performance is why you're proud of them. That the reason that you're proud of them is because they're your child or your grandchild or whatever it is that that you love them unconditionally. And you know we're in a world where there's a lot of heavy stuff. You know, kids sure. are under enormous pressures to perform, um, to look apart. Social media has taught them that their value is in their likes and in their, um, you know, their status on whatever platform they happen to be on. Some kids are trying to fake, create a fake life on, on social media. Um, but then their real life is, is horrible. And, um, so, so I just, I loved when I I had a, a chance to pass that on to you because it's, I think it's such a powerful thing and, and, we mean well, and I—I I don't mean to shame anybody. I—I I, I, listen. I, I'm probably going to be one of those persons that's going to say, "I'm so proud of you for what you did." But now I'm going to think about that, and I'd probably follow it up now if I say that with, "I'm so proud of how you like you played an amazing game today." But you know what? You're you're just an amazing person. I saw how you were a great teammate. Uh, and, yeah. and if you if you had missed every one of those goals that you tried to do today. I'd still be so proud of you. You're just a great person. Now that has a whole lot different significance to it. Yeah, it really got me thinking about, you know, what what do you say? Like yeah. if, if you don't say, man, five goals today, you killed it. But you said, man, like you were an amazing teammate today. I mean, think about the things that you want to teach your your kids. You know, great work ethic, dedication, um, you know, being a good person on on and off the field. And, you know, it's at the end, at the end of the day, even if they lose, there's still positivity there. Like, yeah. man, you guys got your butts kicked today, but man, you were such a great teammate out there. Like when your teammate got knocked down, I saw you pick him up. Like that was awesome. There's, there's moments of positivity that you can sprinkle in there that even in a negative of a loss is, is a positive. But I think if, you know, like we want to win, you know, like when we go somewhere, we don't, we, we don't go to lose. Like we don't want to go to Des Moines, spend the entire day in Des Moines and just get our butts kicked all, all, all game. Like we want to win. And, you know, 
in life, it's not always about the the wins and the losses. It's, it's about the things that you can take from the field, and obviously, you make you know make yourself better, make your team better. And I, like when you mentioned that today, like I just thought about like thinking about Addison, like I great job today, man. You you, like, you stopped every goal. That was that was awesome. So I'm telling her like, in order to do a great job, you got to stop every goal. Mm-hmm. Like you can't exactly. let a goal go by you. That's that's how I think of you getting doing a great job. But you know what I don't tell her is, man, like. You were you talk so much during the game, telling you telling your team where to be and what's going on. Like that is such that's awesome to see. Like you just have to lead differently, and it's not about wearing you know offending people and wearing you know baby gloves when you, you talk, right. have conversations. Because I think sometimes you still need to be firm and you know be able to give that you know the attaboys when the, the attaboys are due. But it just made me that kind of think of when I interact with my daughter. Am, am I delivering the message that gets her to go, God, thanks, Dad. That was awesome. Or it's never good enough for him. Like, he always wants more. Like, you had five goals, but, man, you missed three. You know, great <laughs> yeah. job, but you missed three. So I may be super proud of her having five goals, but the three goals she missed were just, like, like hit the top bar, hit the sidebar, like, just missed it by just that much. But all she heard was, but, yeah, but you missed three goals. Mm-hmm. So then she dwells yep. on that. Yep. You know, it's, I think it's so it's so scary to think that, you know, a positive message in your brain could be received. And we talk, we've talked about this, too. Like, could be received as a negative message in their Absolutely. brain. Um, but it's, you know, it's for me, like it's, it's a true deep dive into my brain and my life that I do need to be a little bit more like chill when it comes to Addy and to Laney and to, cause I, I just, you know, Daniel made a comment. You're not as hard on the other two. And that pissed me off. Cause I, I think I'm equally as hard on all of them. Like I, like, I don't think I play like it, like, like favorites, but if she's seeing it, then yeah, I, I, I probably am. You know, I, so I, I can't say you're wrong. I'm right. I just know that, you know, if hindsight's 2020 and she's seeing something, then, you know, chances are maybe I am doing it, but I need to focus on it and I need to make it, you know, look at it from the standpoint of when I ask her a question at the dinner table and she doesn't instantly answer me, she's a 14 year old teenager. Like, I'm sure I was the same way when I was 14 years old. I didn't give my parents the answer right away. or I gave them the eye roll right away that pisses me off. You know, like when I see it today, like I'm sure I did it. I have to be okay with knowing that she's 14 years old. I'm not talking to Jim who's, you know, 50. Like I, I'm talking to someone that has no life experiences yet, hasn't done anything yet. I can't get frustrated with that. Same thing at work. I can't get frustrated when a cashier isn't truly bought into our culture yet because they're still learning. It's my job to coach them and to guide them and give those experiences so that they pick it up and they want to run with it and not get frustrated or, you know, go to our hiring manager and go, well, we made a mistake here. They're never going to make it. Well, it's now my job to help them make it. You know, and I think that's the, because we have such high expectations, we expect that once they go through the hiring process, once my guy finds them and gets them all ready to go, they have to be great because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for great associates where, we get good associates. It's now our job to make them great associates. Something that comes to my mind, and I can't remember if I said it on this podcast recently or not, but when, when somebody says, 
they, they tell you that they have high expectations. Um, I remember a point in my life when that felt too heavy. I had a, um, I had a teacher once tell me I expected more out of you. I needed it. I was seventh grade. I needed it. I really did. But I also needed, hey, I saw where you were going with this. I see why you did what you did. Or maybe he didn't and, and he could have asked, right? But that was a long time ago. And it's still like, that's like 37 years ago. But I still remember that moment. It landed. And I'm not saying it was bad or good. I, I think it was, mo- mo- well, I am. I'm going to say it was good. I expected more out of you. Oh, like I missed the mark on this. And here's the, the other thing that was flooding into my brain there is listening to your, your talk is, um, this is the part that I said, I'm not sure if I said this recently or not, but if you see somebody that they have potential and you say, man, you have so much potential, but you don't quantify it for them. You don't specifically spell out what it is you see. It's sort of an insult. I see so much potential in you. But, but then what they don't say is, and you're not living up to it. But that's, that's the inference, right? So call out that ability that you see in that person. I see so much potential in you to be a great communicator, to be a great artist, to be a great whatever. Here are the things that I, that I love about that. It's this and it's that and it's, you know, it could be, let me get specific. It might be things about your resilience. It might be things about your very positive mindset. It might be something about your ability to, you, you can really articulate what's in your mind and verbalize it really well. Dang, keep working on that. And I will do anything in my power as your manager to support you through that. Mm-hmm. Or you could do it as a, as a parent. When you see the gift, sometimes people don't know that they have a gift. And that is just a huge thing right there. Don't miss that. Sometimes people, you see it before they see it, especially with our kids. And it's it, we might take it for granted that they know it, or or it could be the person that's on our team, and, and they just consistently raise the bar in some way. And you you see that, but you don't necessarily call it out. They may not know that it's a gift. Because maybe somebody else in their life has told them, hey, don't flex that muscle because it embarrasses other people or it causes this or whatever. So they've been told it's a bad thing. And I, I don't know. I, I, love, I love a deep conversation like this because it, it takes my, you know, it just takes concepts that you normally think about and flips them up a little bit to say, when you see something special and you see a gift in somebody and you specifically call it out, you just might have given them like that booster shot that mm-hmm. they really need. And suddenly they're ready to run through the thing that scares the crap out of them. You just gave them courage. You gave them confidence. You took them to a spot and you may not even have known that you did it. That was like a breakthrough for them. And 37 years later, they remember it and they talk about it on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I, the, the, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Mm conversation. Oof. And you know, I, I look at that from the standpoint of if I make you mad, like I, I, I could be okay with that. Cause I just, I, I triggered a reaction that got you fired up. Sometimes I, you, I need, that's what I was trying to do. Like I'm trying to get you fired up. But then when they say, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. That's like the gut punch. 
Because like if it's yeah, a if, it, if, it, if if it's a parent, like I don't want to disappoint disappoint my parents. I don't want to disappoint my friends. I don't want to disappoint a coworker that I'm trying to help with. You know, I'm not mad at you for not showing up. I'm just disappointed that you told me you were going to be here and you didn't make it happen. Oh, they're not mad at me. Like I want you to be mad at me. Like yell at me. Tell me that. Tell me I, yes. I suck. Don't tell me you're disappointed because now I have to like I got to fix this and I got to make sure that it doesn't happen again because I can see that. I've screwed up in, in your life. And the right people in our lives, when they say that, can cause so much more hurt and damage by saying that. It's more impactful. It, it is. And it can be wielded in a powerfully good way or in a powerfully bad way. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those things where, like, I value what people think and what people, you know, say about me. And if I disappoint someone, it's because I, either life happened or... I didn't do a good enough job putting myself in a position to be ready for them. And that's on me. It's not on them. It's on me. Um, but the word disappointment is, it's it's huge. My girls will never, ever, ever hear me say, I'm disappointed in you. Because it, it's, it's too devastating. There's always going to be opportunities. You know, Addie, man, you had five goals today, but man, I'm disappointed because you could have had three more. No, like that whole crap. No, you, you can't do that. Now, there's there's things that I've said to them like, why are you wearing makeup? That's just like me saying, I'm disappointed in you right now. You should not be wearing makeup. Like, no, like you can't say stuff like that. It, it's, it, it breaks them down. So yeah, there are certain words that in conversations should never ever come out of your mouth if you're trying to lead someone and lead them in a direction that makes them better. Uh, because that one word for the rest of her life, well, she'll, like, she'll remember the day that dad said I was disappointed. Like, what's that, what's that saying? People people won't remember what you say, but they'll remember how you make them feel. Make them feel. I think yeah. that's a Zig Ziglar, maybe. Sure, and that's it's it's so true. Like, <laughs> I oh my gosh, and I I I have to work on this. I have to get better. I know that I'm hard on the girls, but um, I just need to breathe. I just need to know that I have three amazing girls. I have an amazing wife that you know she pushes my buttons sometimes. I have to be okay with that. Um, I have to know that in life, no one is perfect and I can't, I can't have that level of accountability for them when I know that life isn't perfect, that I screw up all the time. I just need to make sure that my job as a parent is not to let my girls fail if I failed in that same category. Like I have to help them through that. Um, I have to do a better job letting them know, uh, when I see good things and, you know, be positive, be a positive light in, in their, in their, in their world. Um, but man, like I just have to, I have to breathe. I just, I'm a, you know me, I'm a thousand miles an hour. Um, I want things right now. And when you can't give me something right now, like I just, oh, like we talked about triggers, like that's a trigger sure. for me. Like yeah. I just like, <laughs> yeah, I can get it done right now. Why can't you get it done for me right now? And that's where I, I, I have to continue to grow in that, in that category. So, um, yeah, it's, I'm going to make probably more mistakes in the next 10 years of life with a 14 year old, a 12 year old and a 10 year old than, you know, my entire life, you know, it, it have 41 years because man, it's tough. Raising kids in this world it is tough. You know, I was talking to a, uh, we had a retired police officer and his wife in our store and we were talking about how our world has changed and he was so happy to, to be retired because of how the police and law enforcement world is right now. Sure. And, um, you know, we should start talking about kids. And I said, man, if I could lock my kids in the basement for the rest of their life, I would. 
And we'd laugh because oh, I'd probably go to jail for that. Like, you know, like, but it's, just, I, I want to do everything in my power to protect them and to raise them in a way that makes them, you know, awesome human beings. And I think I'm doing a good job. I just think there's, you know, the fight, if, if we're having a direct reflection of me right now, like I could do such a better job, but I'm aware of it. So you started it with expectations. Yep. There, there's a fine line between protecting and coddling mm-hmm. and, and then like pushing. Like it, it's blurry at times. Yeah, you're going to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes. It's how you recover from those mistakes. That's, that's the life part right there. That's the part they remember. And so if you say something like, yeah, I expected more out of you, but it's done with love and they feel it and you're, and you're gently correcting or maybe it's something like, listen, th- maybe they're going to do something that it's a violation of the Fippin's core values, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to correct it. You probably are going to say something that you may regret later, but it's the love that you're going to do it with that they're going to feel and there's a piece of ownership that we have as parents. <laughs> like our, our kids may, may reject us. That might happen. Mm-hmm. If you've done everything in your power to be a great parent before that, they'll come back. And I just think that's part of growing up. Like we, we, we have an independence that we're trying to figure out. Like, who am I? Who am I? What am I about? What, how do I respond and, and I think that that's sort of a journey. Like, I think you still do do it. I would assume. I oh, mean, for sure. I, I know that I still do it. I'm trying to like get better. I want to, I have a, I have a model that, that I want to be more like that person. So anyway, I, I think there's some value in what you said. And, and for listeners too, when you said is like chill a little, you know, there's, there's some value in that, but also know when not to, <laughs> If there was just a playbook or a rule book that you could follow and that just said do this, that'd be easier. But that's not life. That's not real. You know, I'm I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed that you think I just have some value to what I said today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm Matt. And I'm Joe. We'll see you next time. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the 2120 Podcast. Hey, everyone, this is Jim. And Matt and I want to ask you for a favor. If you've gotten something out of these conversations, if you've been entertained, or maybe you've learned something valuable that will help you improve or your business improve, then the best way to pay us back is to like this podcast, give us a review, and let others know about it. And that will help fuel our fire to keep going and keep bringing you awesome content. We'll see you next time.